Hello, and welcome to The View from University Heights, the podcast devoted to the people, the programs, and the experience of Bronx Community College. I'm Michael David Quinn, the senior editor at BCC's Office of Communications and Marketing. I'm here with our engineer, David C. Diaz. And this happens to be our premier podcast. Now, in the months to come, we will be having conversations with students, faculty, administrators, and friends of BCC. Everyone and anyone who is part of the adventure of Bronx Community College. And at the end of each episode, we'll tell you how you can be a part of that adventure, too. Usually, we're going to come to you from BCC's historic Gould Memorial Library, one of the many classic works of architecture on our campus. But for our first time at BAT, we've got something very special. BCC President Thomas A. Sekenegby has taken time out of his always busy schedule to share with us his story and his unique point of view on Bronx Community College. So we're recording this in his office, and here to ask the questions is our Assistant Vice President of Communications and Marketing, Richard Ginsburg. Welcome, Richard. Thank you, Michael. Today we're here with the President of Bronx Community College, Dr. Thomas A. Sekenegby. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Rich. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, um, Dr. Seganepi, you've been president for uh, BCC now for four years. What would you say makes Bronx Community College so special? Really, what makes our institution really, really special is the faculty, the staff, and the students. You say, I put it in reverse orders. Some may say the students first, which is true. But I think what really makes this place really tick is the combination of the faculty, the staff, and the students. All three legs of the stool really make this place great. I think if you don't have a dedicated faculty, if you don't have a committed staff, then the students won't learn. So I think really, and the diversity we have in this place, I think it's also wonderful. That's one of the reasons why I took the job here. You come in here, it's like in a mini United Nations. So can you name some of the goals you had when you took this position, and how's that working out so far? I thought one of the, when I took this position here at the Bronx, one of the things I really wanted to do is to create a campus climate and atmosphere where learning can really thrive. I, I think it's important if you want to do anything, first of all, you've got to build that culture and that climate. That was my number one goal when I came in here. Our institution has gone through a lot of turmoil the previous years before I got here. And I think in that sense, I think we're getting there. I won't say we're in a utopia, but I think we're in a place where we begin to build confidence among the faculty and the staff to value the work we need to do with, with our students. That was my number one goal when I came in here. So what are the, some of the major accomplishments and milestones in the last four, year that, four years that make you particularly proud? One is, again, is the issue that I talked about earlier on, which is on our building on our campus climate. I think we're on our way to creating an atmosphere where people can truly believe in Bronx Community College. We have the faculty on board, we have the staff on board. I think that's one of the things I'm really proud of. Then the number two is, is the accelerated studies in associate program, which is the ASA program here. Remember in October of 1916, we were declared as CUNY, which is the City University of New York, picked Bronx to be an ASAP, the first all ASAP campus with the goal of bringing in 50% of all of our students to belong to that particular program. We're on our way to meeting that goal. And what ASAP has done for us is to use it as a tool, as a catalyst, to redesign the way we provide services to all of our students. The number three thing I'm very proud of is our middle states, reaccreditation. We went through this March of this year, spring of this year, and we came out clean. I think that's a win-win situation for all of us. 
on our campus here. Yeah, we're all very proud of that. Though. We are all very proud of that. In fact, that particular, meeting that particular goal shows that what we can all do as faculty, staff, and students when we all work together. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. How do you see BCC fitting into the life of the borough and the city? If, if, if you look at the Bronx, I've been very fortunate during the last four years to meet with the borough president and all of the elected officials in our borough. If, if, you, if our institution basically mirrors what, what you find in, in the Bronx here. So we are uh, a reflection of the borough here. And what does that mean? Which means we've got to work with all of our elected leaders and all of the non-government agencies in the, in the borough to make sure we have promote the aspirations of all of the new immigrants and students that are coming in. I think that's very, very, very important. Not just in allowing students to get a degree, but also be involved in the workforce and economic development of our borough. Yeah, I could see that on campus every day. Right. So, what are the highlights of the academic year that you particularly look forward to? Oh my God, two things. <laughs> in the fall, new students coming on campus. I think I really, in fact, on the, I think this year, I believe is the 26th or 27th, the beginning of classes, I love to just go to the University Avenue Gate and just welcome new students to our campus there. I mean, these are our first time brand new students coming on campus. It's a delight to meet them. And it's really the happiest thing for me. What is really good about it is to know that it's beginning the journey of higher ed with Bronx Community College. Aside from the opening day, my favorite day is commencement. Our students come to us with a lot of issues. And to see them go overcome all of those issues, all of those problems, graduate, transferring to Lehman, uh, City, Columbia, NYU, I think is the biggest day and joy that I have really here. If you don't feel it on that particular day, then you don't belong to this <laughs> that's, campus. That's very true. Right. Two great days, the beginning mm -hmm. and the end. Um, what, how would you sum up your philosophy of education? My basic philosophy is this, this is really interesting because people have always asked me this. I truly believe that anybody can learn anything as long as you provide them with the necessary support to do it. If you look at the students that we have here, we don't pick our students. Our students come to us and we promise them the dream. So which means it's incumbent upon us that we work with them to help them achieve their goals and their dreams. So what does that mean? Which means even if the English is their second language, which means if they're coming from it with a background where they don't have the necessary skills to begin college, I think it's my responsibility and philosophy here to provide them with all of the necessary tools and they become successful. This is where the advisement comes in. This is where all of the tutorial work comes in, all of the counseling support center that I will provide. Even with our food pantry here, remember there's yeah. food insecurity. There are a lot of students that come to our campus here. What you and I take for granted is not really guaranteed to them. So I believe that people can learn as long as you provide them, give them the necessary support services to make them become successful. It's an amazing place and mm -hmm. a great place to get an education for sure. Um, are there any particular places on campus that you like to go to, to think, relax, or just enjoy the life of the campus? Uh, Roscoe Brown. I, I mean, during lunch hours, I really <laughs> like to go there and just sit down and just hang out and talk to and listen to the students. You know, when you sit in the office here, to me, this looks like a, a prison wall or a jail, and you're sort of like insulated out of people. But just when you get out on campus, you go to the quad, you meet a lot of students, go to Roscoe Brown during lunch break there. I just love to sit and just hear from the students their different perspective on things. What are things that we're doing well? What are things that we're not doing well? And what can we do to really improve that? 
And one of my favorite meetings every semester is when I meet with the SGA. What I've tried to do is to meet with them monthly. Because, again, remember, we're here to serve the students. Sure. You're very important, but the students are more important. So <laughs> I love to just sit down and talk to the students there. And one of the things I've done earlier on, and I, I think I will continue to do, is again, to walk around campus, to talk to faculty, to talk to students, to hear from them. Actually, on my walk, when I tell people I'm leaving my office to go walk around campus, people say, oh my God, what is he going to call back to say we need to fix? Because when I go around campus, I see <laughs> things that we need to do. And I call the different people. But just hanging out, walking around campus, talking to students, I think it's really refreshing. You know, it's very interesting. This is a community college, yet it has a campus environment of a four-year school that you, uh, with dorms and things of that nature. Um, it's, it's, it's quite amazing. It's quite it. amazing. We have 44.1 acres here on campus here. To me, I think this is one of the most beautiful community colleges campuses, period, by none. And, uh, so if you're listening to me this morning, you've never visited campus, I strongly urge you, encourage you to come visit the campus here. If you come in by train, take the number four train to Burnside and Jerome, get off the train there and walk up the hill and come see the beautiful campus we have here. And what's really unique on the campus here, again, is the three historic buildings that we have, Language Hall, Philosophy Hall, and uh, Gould Memorial Library. Gould Memorial Library is something you need to see. And combined with that is the new architecture, the new library we have on campus, North Hall. Uh, again, if you're listening to me here, you've never visited, make an arrangement to come see. I'll personally and guarantee giving you a tour to visit wow. the city campus. That's, that's an invitation you right. should not pass up. What challenges lie ahead for this college? The challenges we have lie ahead again is this, is that, you know, we, like all community colleges, I mean, when I say we, I mean Bronx Community College, is that for the last years we've been promising access to students, we're saying it doesn't matter where you're coming from, our gates are wide open, come on in and we'll take you. I think those days are gone by. The paradigm has shifted from access to success. So the challenges that lie ahead of us is, is that how do we take all of the people, it doesn't matter what gate they're coming through, the University Avenue gate, the Hall of Fame gate, or through the 184 gate, then they come into our campus. How do we work with them to make sure we help them achieve and realize their goals? It's, it's not okay to me, morally even, I think I have a moral issue there, that it's not okay to say we're inviting you to come to our campus. Once you sign up here, what do we need to do? Remember what I said earlier on about my philosophy? Anybody can learn yeah. as long as you provide them with necessary support. So the challenges I have for us is this, is that how do we take the 10,000 plus students that walk in here to make sure each and every one of them, we have them achieve their goals through retention and graduation. We've moved the needle, so because last couple of years in our retention and graduation, but that's not still good enough. I think there will a lot of work need to be done there to make sure that we help those students that come through to become successful. Lofty goals, but we recognize what we need to do and we work towards it. So that's uh, absolutely. I mean, again, as an institution, I know when we all come together, we can basically do and achieve whatever we want to achieve. So retention and graduation is something that I need. We all need to be committed to. Our next strategic plan, which we're working on currently, which is from the 20 to 2025, basically is going to be focusing on uh, enrollment, retention, graduation, and service learning. Perfect. Right. You know, your background is a lot like many of the students at BCC. Can you tell us something about your life story that matches their own experience? For instance, the students here are from over 100 different countries. 
Where were you born and what was your journey? Actually, I'm one of those countries, I'm from one of those countries. Do you commence me remember the flags? Yes, of course. In, in uh, Ohio field. In fact, I'm, I'm from one of those countries whose flag you see there. I was born and raised in southern Nigeria. In fact, I'm of a very remote village in Nigeria that even 2019, the road is not paved going to my village in southern Nigeria. But uh, my father always had a dream that through good education, you're going to eat and dine with king and queens and meet presidents and meet good people like you. So that's basically been my drive that I know with a good education, you're going to go places. And I can relate to this with our students from all over the 150 countries or where are they from. And when I do talk to them, what I say to them is this, is that it doesn't matter what you do, you got to focus on getting all of your college degrees and becoming an educated citizen. So I'm the first in my college, in my household to go to college. In fact, I'm the first in my household to go to graduate school. I'm the first in my household to get a PhD. And my, my father basically had a less than a high school education. My mother never went to school. So if I can do it, any of our students here can do it. Again, provided we give them all of the necessary resources and support. That's a wonderful story. Yeah. Where did you go to college? Um, in fact, I went to the University of Nigeria with an undergraduate degree in biology. And 1981, I made that journey to come to the United States to go to graduate school at Indiana State University. I did both my master's degree there. Then I had a university fellowship, which basically paid for the PhD program. And uh, it's been, I'm part of the American dream. And uh, really, again, what I said to you earlier on, the only way out for me and the only way up for me, it's, it's a good education. And it's my dream and hope for all of the students with, that come into Bronx Community College that they follow my footstep. So you started out in biology. How did mm -hmm. you become interested in education? I, actually, I, my degree is in biology because, but I always intrigued by teaching and learning. How do people learn? That's always been my goal in life. And even growing up, I don't. My dad wanted me to be a, a doctor, or pharmacist, or lawyer. I didn't want any of that. I wanted. I always wanted to teach. I always wanted to be in the classroom. I always wanted to be an institution where you interact with people, again, watch people learn and watch people grow. So after my undergraduate degree, I, I made a conscious decision I wanted to go into science education. I wanted to combine science and education together. So my master's degree is in science education, but my PhD is in curriculum and instruction. Curriculum is what you learn, then instructions how you teach, teach generally. So it's, it's one of those things that after my PhD, I was somebody gave me, opened the doors for me, which I think that's what we're trying to do here for our students to get into ad administration, and the rest is, is history. So take us through so the, that, that uh, career journey. You started out where after school? And after school, my first gig was at Hudson County Community College, which is across the river in Jersey City. Yep. I, I was with them for one year and uh, loved the place. Left them in 1980 for University of South Carolina, which was the Coastal Carolina campus in Conway. Had a variety of uh, positions while on campus. I was with them for eight years. I had the logins to come back to the East Coast, so I made that career switch again to come back to community college. Went to Success County Community College, which is in Newton, New Jersey, as Associate Dean for Academic Affairs. Was with them for, again, it's eight seems to be the magic number. <laughs> I was with them also for eight years as Associate Dean went through various leadership programs. Then in 2002, ended up in Cumberland County College as the Vice President for Academic and Student Services. Loved the job there. And uh, 2009 became the 
the interim president, became the president, then was there till 2015, wanted some new challenges, wanted to move to the city, so ended up here in 2015. It's been a wonderful ride, but the underlining theme in all of this is that you gotta be prepared and you gotta be willing to do things or not, you know, defer gratification. Right. I think for most of our students here, you gotta do the work. Yep. Then you're gonna look for people to open the doors for you. I didn't get here on my own merit. I got here because people believed in me and people worked with me to get to where I am. And I think that's the payback or pay forward that I need to do for our students. That's wonderful. Along the way, you raised a family. Tell us. Yes, I did. I've been married to the same woman for, we got married in 1982, so that's, I can't remember how many years is that. And 30 plus years. 30 yeah. plus years. And uh, we have four kids, three girls, and one boy. And again, just as my father emphasized to me, what I've emphasized to my kids is that I have not, I'm not going to leave anything for you. The only thing I'm going to leave for you is a good education, so, which is really great. My oldest daughter works for Myers and Bears in Princeton. She's in the business of pharmacology. My second one is in California in public health. Then my third one works for a bank in, uh, in New York. They're all college graduates with master's degrees. Again, because I've emphasized to them, you got to go. Then my son is in the middle school, so that's the, that's the youngest one. Well, right. you're certainly leading by example. You have to, right. Um, switching gears a little bit, I, you know, BCC has such a wide range of study abroad programs mm -hmm. and affiliations with institutions in other countries. How does that fit in with your vision of the college? Again, if you look at the students that we have, we said it earlier, we have students from multiple countries. Today, the world is a very small place. I mean, can you imagine 40 years ago that the guy that was born in southern Nigeria is now the president at Bronx Community College. <laughs> we are becoming global citizens with a very small world. And for the students that we have in, in, in the Bronx, I think it's very important we introduce them to the world early on so that they know about different places, the competition that are going to be coming from China, from India, or God knows where from where. When you graduate in here, you're not only competing with your classmates, you're competing with people around the world. So what I think, prior to my time, there's been the Salzburg program where we send students every spring to Austria for, through the Salzburg program. And I think what we're trying to do is to build on that. This year, we students went to Senegal. There are students going to India this year. And really, when they come back and you talk to them, you're amazed about the light bulbs, about the experiences. I think this is something that we need to work on. Our current strategic plan calling it talks about global citizens, and I think that's what we're really doing here. I think we're going to look for more ways through external funding source to support programs like this in the future. Wonderful opportunity for our students. Wonderful opportunity for our students. What three words best sum up Bronx Community College to you? To, to me, if, if, if you think about our institution, it's an institution that cares. It's an institution that really emphasizes teaching. And the other one is dedication by our staff, faculty and staff. Perfect. Um, if you were trying to convince a prospective student or faculty member to become a part of the Bronx Community College mm -hmm. community, what would you say to her or him to make that happen? What I would say to a student is, is that to a faculty, conjoin a community of excellence where people really care about teaching and for our students. To, our students, what I, to a student, what I would say to them, conjoin a community of global citizens where you have students from all over the world where diversity is valued and appreciated. You know, finally, I can't imagine that you have much free time. Mm -hmm. But when you do, how do you enjoy yourself? I love to watch sports on TV. Oh, yeah? yeah. Any particular sport? 
soccer. Soccer. Right. You can tell from some of them. <laughs> <laughs> soccer and basketball. I mean, um, the Premier League just started this past weekend, and uh, Saturdays and Sundays I'm glued to the TV watching my favorite team, either Manchester United or Manchester City. Well, that about wraps it up for today, Dr. Sekinebi. Thank you so much for your time, for sharing your insights and your, your, your valuable uh, education experience and journey with us, with the students, faculty, and staff. And all I could say is please take Dr. Sekinebi up on his offer to personally give you a tour of Bronx Community College if that's what it takes to get you on campus. We urge you to come see our wonderful institution, meet the people here, and understand what makes us truly a community of excellence. I want to say thank you, Rich, for this opportunity, and thank you for putting this together. Of course. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, Richard Ginsburg, and thank you, President Thomas A. Sekinegbe, for your time and insights. And that takes care of this week's The View from University Heights, the podcast devoted to the programs, people, and experience of Bronx Community College. If you want to find out more about Bronx Community College, you should go to our really amazing website at www.bcc.cuny.edu. And since I know you just spent that time looking for a pen, I will repeat it. That's www.bcc.cuny.edu. It's a really great website that will answer just about every question you have. And as Dr. Sekimambi said, please feel free to visit us whenever you can. We look forward to seeing you.